Welcome, my friends, to episode number 51 of The Space in Between. And today we're going to be sitting with fellow yoga teacher of the Hudson Valley, Kelly Cam. Uh, we're going to have a really fun conversation. It was fun. It was really great to sit down with her a few weeks ago and discuss the yoga world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to get there in a moment, but we have lots of fun things I want to share with you that's happening in Nomadland. We, as you heard last week, we just celebrated our fifth anniversary and we're still going strong. We have uh, this week happening uh, until November 11th, our flash sale. So you get to sh save your spot and save money for our retreat in Bali. So we're going to Bali with breathwork and movement 109 and yoga and and get enlightened on the life of Balinese uh, and the beautiful culture and rituals. And so that's happening. And uh, you can save your spot and save a little money if you sign up this week and before November 11th. Spaces are limited. So definitely do that. And um, yeah, and lots happening with Movement 109 the, this next week or so. If you're in the Hudson Valley, uh, we'll be moving into breath with Erica Forcell. She's leading the breath work and I'll be leading, leading Movement 109 at Bar, Body and Soul this Friday, November 8th at 630. And um, we're having our first Movement 109 weekend training for teachers and facilitators. It's an invite only, so sorry you can't join us, but... I will definitely be taking pictures and sharing our um, sharing our experience with you in some way. So, and then I'll be leading Movement 109 for you all uh, in the Hudson Valley at Namastasis Friday, November 15th at 6.30 as well. And um, if you're not in the Hudson Valley area and you want to dig a little deeper with us and you're a little curious what this Movement 109 is, we'll be starting our online course again. We're just wrapping it up today as I am recording this. We're having our final call with our Becomers. We had an awesome group of about 20 people and I cannot wait to start another group up uh, at the end of this month, November 25th. It's a six-week course, uh, again, who you are becoming, um, and it's just that. We're digging deep with the movement practices and journaling and meditation and some other fun, exciting things that I will reveal as we go. Uh, so you can sign up over at our Nomad website for all of this or any of this, uh, and I think that's that. Let's go ahead and hear what Kelly Cam is sharing with us today. All right, so I'm here with Kelly Cam, and we are in uh, a really beautiful co-working space in mm -hmm. Goshen, and I saw a post of yours. Well, first of all, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, and we are both in the yoga world in terms of um, yoga, but also in this community of the Hudson Valley. And we've mm -hmm. been sort of, we were just talking offline about how we sort of run these little parallel lives yeah. um, the past 10 years or so since we've known each other. I yeah. Think it's been something like that. Yeah. I think we've only met in person once or twice, maybe, <laughs> I but I feel so like too. I know you so well because we're so similar. Yeah, we yeah. are so similar. Yeah. We follow each other on the Facebook and yeah, Instagram and all the that. places I want to run away from, but <laughs> need to do because of the yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I do. I feel like we're a little kindred spirit and in a lot of ways. And 
Uh, and then I saw a post of yours the other day, and I want to talk about that. But before we get there, let's just talk about you and your journey and maybe how you found yourself to the yoga mat to begin with, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. It's um, It's been a long time. It's the only thing I've ever done, really. It's the only real job I've ever had, yeah. if you could call it that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I started practicing when I was 19, so it's been 22 years. Nice. The longest relationship I've ever had, for sure. <laughs> I guess, and, I get um, yeah, the biggest commitment I think I've ever made has been to yoga and um, started like a lot of people do hot yoga, wanted a you know, hot body, all of that. I went to my first class and I remember leaving and going, that was horrible. I'm never going back there again. And then I went back the next day and the next day and the next day and just never stopped. Yeah. And then realized, oh, you can actually be really nice to yourself. Mm. And you don't have to do hot yoga twice a day in a 120 degree room. <laughs> Was this in Goshen? This was in Washington, D.C., where I went to college. Oh, okay. Where'd you go to college? George Washington University. There you go. I grew up outside of D.C. Oh, cool. I love it. It's my, I think of it as home. It's my most favorite place. I I go back as often as I can. Okay. Yeah, I love it. That's funny. I tried to get out as quick as I (laughs) (laughs) could. I never thought I'd be back here where I grew up. Yeah, but yeah, I went to school. I studied politics, which is so wild, and Japanese language and East Asian studies and all kinds of Japanese, Chinese, poetry, philosophy. And then as soon as I graduated, I just said to my parents, sorry, I want to do yoga. (laughs) They were so upset. Um, And understandably, and back then yoga wasn't such a big thing. It wasn't the huge, you know, nine, whatever. I think I read the other day, $90 billion industry. And then another source I read today said $27 billion. Anyway, it's a giant industry. It is a a giant industry. I don't think we've yet to see it yet. Well, that's what we'll talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Like, where is that money going? Yeah, I know. But yeah, so since then, it's just been nothing but yoga. Waited tables here and there, but I've been teaching for like... Uh, 13, 14 years now. Okay. And when did you open Happy Buddha? 13 years ago. Okay. And I sold it four years ago. Yeah. And that was your baby. That was my baby. There wasn't anything around here. There was the ashram. Yeah. And that was about it. There was Vini Yoga over in Florida with Fran Obertini. Okay. And there was no vinyasa anywhere. And so I just made it. My first studio, the rent was $200 a month. Oh, wow. And I could fit four mats, six if we really, like, laid on top of each other. Wow. Um, Yeah, we grew out of that in a couple months. And I got a bigger one. And then we grew out of that in a couple months. And I moved into the the one that was there for so long. Yeah. And it was great. The first... First few years were incredible. My first teacher training, I had 28 people. Wow. Yeah. Every class we had to lock the doors yeah. because it would get so dangerous if someone opened it because there were so many bodies on the floor. Yeah. I'd have my teachers. A couple of those yeah. Like <laughs> Cindy Lee would come, Catherine Budig would come, yeah. and we'd just sell it out in like an hour. Yeah. And it was amazing. And um, so I, you know, year after year, it just kept going down, the business getting worse. More studios opening, more teachers everywhere, and I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. And I was going, like, teaching on my own. I'd go and teach in Canada and come home with a big paycheck 
and then just empty it all into Happy Buddha and never see a dime. Hmm. So, and um, it was just so stressful. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think I got to the Hudson Valley in 2010, and I I think I basically came over here because there was nothing, like you said. Yeah. And so I went to all of this, you know, all of the, like, four studios. <laughs> and yeah. yours was definitely one that I, I felt called to, you oh, know, continue so to come back to. And, yeah, and then we reconnected a few years later after mm-hmm. I was starting Nomad. And, you know, we talked about that, of just how there was so... It was, I think that year we only had 12 studios participate in the summer solstice. That's a lot, though. Yeah, <laughs> but then, oh, but then the, four years later there were 27 whoa so just in that time what was it 2015 to 2018 three years yeah three years it doubled doubled. yeah that's incredible yeah so and that was when you were having a hard time and I think that's when you're transitioning out right yeah we tried I did a big um kind of started a new business with another friend of mine and we tried to make that work and it um just didn't quite you know we both had other commitments that made it problematic but um we were going to open a studio on beacon oh yeah i and remember i, I talked yeah to <laughs> we talked then too and i think that was the point i realized this is a losing business why am yeah. i going to do another one and every dime i made had to keep happy buddha's doors open yeah so it was just yeah that was the end of it for me i realized i couldn't do it anymore yeah yeah so what, what's your journey oh. been like since you left um, the business into it's somebody else's It's been rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's been four years, and I sort of had this dream of, like, I won't have to pay rent on the studio or pay the teachers, and I'm just going to teach all over the world and make a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. um, no, that's like being like, I'm going to be Madonna and just sell out a stadium. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just be Madonna, Why don't you just do that? The yoga version. Yeah. Let's do it. And really, I think it is like that in yoga. Like, people don't get that who wanted to go and be a traveling teacher and teach mm-hmm. workshops. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you know, there's musicians that are incredible and they're, you know, making 50 bucks a night and lugging all their gear and driving all over the place. And then there's a little like 0.001% who are pretty good yeah. and they just have the magic karma and they're making the millions. Yeah. And it's, it's like that in yoga. It's really um, not easy to make it as a yoga teacher. A friend of mine the other day said something so great. He said, you know, people don't realize this, but there's not that many of us doing it, actually. That most yeah. people you see doing it and thriving have money coming from somewhere else. Yes. You yeah. know, a husband who has a fancy job or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's been really interesting. Retreats do okay, and I do the traveling so yeah. that I can get people to come on my retreats. That part I love. Yeah. But the days of teaching a workshop to 40 people, they're just over. Yeah. You know, unless you're Sean Korn or yeah. somebody like that. It's um, for the regular yoga teacher, it's not happening anymore. Yeah. And I would like to say that you're a little bit above the regular <laughs> yoga teacher. <laughs> well, that's what's 
so I, frustrating. Yeah. And I like, I so don't ever want to gripe, you know, I don't yeah. want to be a griper. I'm, I'm, do, I'm saying it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, you know, I was studying. I said to somebody last night, we were laughing. I said, I studied more for just a regular Tuesday night yoga class than I ever studied in college. Yeah. You know, like we yeah. put our guts into this. We do. And the amount of money we spend on trainings. Yeah. The amount of money we spend on books. Yeah. And online courses and all these things that we do. Mm-hmm. And then I go out and I teach. I drove to um, one weekend I drove to Utica and there was one person signed up. That's three hours each way. Oh, crap. Yeah. And then the weekend after that, I drove to Cleveland. Okay. And I had some people and it was lovely. And they're <laughs> the wonderful studios, both of them, and wonderful people. But it's like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I just spent this much on gas. Yeah. I'm like, it's so crazy what we do. Yeah. And, and it's just not... Yeah, it's not sustainable. So I'm trying to figure out what the next step is. Yeah, well, maybe we can figure it out together Mm -hmm. today because I'm definitely in a similar position too. And I think you you teach a little bit, and you know, I think I know you teach at the ashram mm-hmm. uh, regularly. And is there anywhere else you're I teaching? I teach here at Colab. That's right. So I do the ashram Monday and Tuesday, Colab Wednesday, and then I save the weekends for traveling, teaching, and teacher yeah. trainings, which is yeah. another thing we can talk about. Yeah. So interesting. Yes. Well, actually, yeah. while we're here, because I think that has been something that's a challenge for me too, because for so long, you know. We have a similar inter- background in terms of you know our studies, the length of studies. I don't know how much people put into their studies these days, and uh, and value it. Yeah. Uh, and so I had a really hard time, you know, when my students were coming and saying you should have a teacher training, and I thought, okay, well I don't want to become this. Um, studio or program where it's just I give you a piece of paper and then you go off and you become a yoga teacher like that's just the beginning right as we know Um, and I don't want to be part of that machine like you're saying it's just overly saturated so how do we do that with how do we do it with integrity and and to give these people um, who graduate from our programs a space to continue to grow and thrive and um, yeah that's yeah, it's a, my big question now, too. And I, yeah. I think a big part of the problem is Yoga Alliance. Yeah. And so that's one way I've been um, trying to set my program apart. And so I just started. I have a new partner, and she's amazing, Michelle Pfeffer. And okay. She's a super business brainiac powerhouse. And okay. We're trying to create the best teacher training program that's ever been okay and yeah and it's really <laughs> exciting and one of the ways we're doing it is by saying you know we don't believe in yoga alliance registration mm-hmm. these standards and we're going to be better than that yeah because what yoga alliance did i mean they're just what they're doing right now what they're doing yeah. now but yeah, what yeah. they did to the industry is yes. they've they basically anybody can put the ya stamp on something if they submit the right materials and there's no one checking are these people actually good teachers yeah no but there's no quality control at all and so anybody who pays the money yoga alliance makes like seven million dollars a year or something yeah yeah it's crazy from poor yoga teachers yeah who are all struggling yeah and to be a school you have to pay them so much money and fill out so much paperwork oh my gosh i know and now it's going to be even more even more now yeah Yeah. and they're trying yeah yeah they are trying now but they've already created the biggest mess yeah so now there's a million yoga studios 
that's out there. Yeah. There's um, 7,000 maybe now teacher trainings mm-hmm. that are got the YA stamp. Yeah. And you can be the crappiest of the crap. Yeah. If you fill out the paperwork and pay the money, you get the stamp. And so it levels the playing field. Yeah. So then people like us, who we know how good we are. We know the time <laughs> and the effort and the heart and the guts and the tears and the blood and the sweat yeah. we put in for 20 years. Yeah. Are just lumped together. Yeah. With the brand new teachers. Yep. And, and you know. well, and I what I was what I was experiencing. Maybe you experienced this too. I'm not sure you can speak to it, but I was experiencing. You know, here I came from. You know, New York City, and then I came up here, and okay, I have to hustle a little bit and establish myself in some way. And then you know, I built that reputation up through myself and through Nomad. But then all of a sudden, it was like we became too big, and it was like, oh well, I could just hire the people who just graduated the teacher training, and pay them less. Yeah. Instead of you, who's more experienced, so let's do that. Yeah, my girlfriend <laughs> because, and I talk about that. All yeah, the time. and so that was really where I declared, you know, I'm not going to teach in the studios anymore in terms mm-hmm. of the day to day. So um, because I really didn't feel valued anymore to a certain extent by the yeah. studio owners and and the students too. I mean. I don't mean to speak ills to the up-and-comings, but when I was feeling like I was being compared to somebody who just graduated, I was like, well, I see what you're saying, (laughs) but I actually, okay. And I just take it and I I see it as a... They don't know any better. Yeah. Alexandria Crow said this beautiful thing one time. She compared it to white ketchup. Okay. She said her little boy hates mayonnaise, but they ran out of ketchup. And her older boy looked at him and said, just use this. It's white ketchup. And he loved it because he just, he's like, I like ketchup. I like white ketchup. And she said, that's what's happened now with yoga schools and yoga, you know, yoga classes. Yeah. That people who don't know any better, they go to a yoga class and they're like, oh, this is yoga? Okay. Yeah. And so there's just this plethora of, bad yoga programs out there not that yeah. great teachers out there and people are like oh it's okay yeah and then they find out then they get mad because <laughs> then they might like take a real good class and go wait mm-hmm. <laughs> this is yoga <laughs> I've been duped <laughs> yeah but there's yeah. all these white ketchup teachers <laughs> out there and teacher trainings that are yeah. just flimsy and and it's watered down what people think yoga is. Yeah. And so that's why we're not valued because they don't know. They yeah. don't know any better. Yeah. Nobody's shown them that, like, this is, like, yoga is so rich and deep and spiritual and has this whole background. And it's not just flowing. It's not yeah. just kick your asana. If I ever am compiling a list in my head of words I never want to hear again. Yeah. Namaste, kick your asana, <laughs> vibe, anything with vibe in it. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. just, yeah. And so... There's just so many studios and so many teachers. Yeah. And you're right. The the teachers, the, the studio owners, a lot of them, they need to make... Who, nobody's making a living. Right. Right? So they need to make a living. So they're going to hire the teachers that cost less. Yeah. It's all... It's It just go And on all the levels, it operates. Yeah. The teachers are not making much. The studio owners are not making much. The visiting teachers yeah. like me are not making much. 
Um, so I'm wondering, in this like ninety billion dollars, where is it? Where is the money? <laughs> where is it? And I mean, I know, like in I think it was 2012, at least New York State, we were talking about you know the possibility of having some sort of licensing, yeah, right? and that that got overturned. So we dropped that. But I'm I am sort of wondering if that was a disservice for us. Um, the overturning, yeah, because there was so yeah. there might have been some sort of regulation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I am just yeah, throwing I it out there. There, but what? What I also struggle with too is okay. It's great that it's out here, you know, and maybe maybe the watered down yoga is necessary to just get everybody as as many people because that's really what our mission is, right? Is right. to get everybody to practice these tools of yoga. And so, if we need a little bit more of the white catch up, <laughs> um, just so that people can get through that door, right? right? Whatever yoga door we've all come through, yoga I came through doors. the hot power yeah. yoga. Give me a hot body, exactly. Yeah. And so maybe if you were that 19-year-old and you came to a class of the harmonium and said, here we do chance, maybe you had been like, oh, I'm gone. But here you are now, right? And you, yeah. you have, that's a huge part of your practice. So I do wonder sometimes, you know, we need yeah. that to a certain extent. But, but then how do we elevate? You know, how do we have the white ketchup but then also have the, like, premium yes the fancy sauce yes the fancy (laughs) sauce Uh, and and have everybody thrive in some way right not anybody you know just one group um, make the money whoever that is yeah it seems like there's corporate yoga and then there's the rest of us yeah you know there's like pure yoga and um, equinox yoga program and aloe yoga lululemon yeah you know aloe yoga they're just two guys from la i think who are like clothing guys who co-opt the language of yoga the Mm -hmm. look of yoga Mm -hmm. to make millions of dollars and the, of they are the ones who are making the money yeah yeah so yeah. that's where all those millions are and so there's something i've been trying to figure this out like something about capitalism is the problem mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like yoga just doesn't fit in i think yoga can be a vocation or a hobby or something you devote your life to but when we try to make it a career yeah then that's where it becomes problematic because we're in a capitalist society mm-hmm. and um, yoga and capitalism, they just don't mix. No. So, but here we are. Yeah. And this is all I've ever done with my life. So. I understand. <laughs> I was I a, dream a professional. Being a bank teller. Every yeah. hour. <laughs> I think about that too, but it's funny. I mean, I, I was a professional dancer. So in a sense, I've always been in a studio of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and doing this sort of gypsy life in a lot of ways. Uh, and I have no desire to do the bank teller job (laughs) (laughs) but there are some days where I'm like would it just be easier um but I'm grateful that you haven't done that yet oh me too and I know I couldn't survive more than a day of that kind of stuff this is really where I'm meant to be and how I think the dialoguing is really helpful like when I posted that yeah and I said basically the post for those who haven't seen it I just said you know this is the reality of being a yoga teacher it's not all like you know, perfect Instagram photos and palm trees (laughs) and, you know, bikini yoga on the beach. It's driving, it's, you know, half empty rooms and all of that. And um, I realized I was going to post it. And then I got so nervous Mm. because we have this culture of positivity. Mm. Like 
don't be a downer, no bad vibes. It's so, you know, that toxic positivity culture. Yeah. And I've caught, found myself caught in it. Like, oh, I shouldn't post this because then people are going to think I'm a downer. Yeah. And they won't want to come to my class. Yeah. And then I did post it. And every single yoga teacher I knew <laughs> said something. Like, thank you. Said, thank you. Commented, said yeah. exactly. They all feel the same way. Yeah. And so I realized, God, we've got to talk about this. We definitely do. That's what's necessary. Especially like right the now, we don't too. talk about it. We talk about just the happy things. Yeah. Like, focus but on the positive. Yeah, but that is definitely spiritual bypassing. Yeah. 101, you know, of just avoidance. Yeah, oh, okay. No, it's all good. I I just come to my class. Yeah. This is the best job ever. Come be a yoga teacher. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And I still, yeah, I want people to do teacher training, but. I don't want everybody to do it. Yeah. I want all the people who like really want to do it. So do how it. so how are you, you know, because we were just talking offline about you were about to start that up again sort mm-hmm. of independently now. And um, how are you approaching that with this level of integrity? Well, one thing we decided to do is to market it not so much to yogis. Okay. That like you, more to people like you don't have to teach. Yeah. This is for you. This is yeah. for people who really want to transform their lives, who need relief from their day-to-day life, who need relief from materialism and capitalism and all of that. And so marketing it more like that. And that way, it's not about just creating more yoga teachers. Okay. It's about really just shifting ordinary people's lives. Yeah. It's more of like a self-transformation. You know, more about the deepening of your practice. (laughs) That's one way. And, um... And we, we made a pretty hefty application. Like we're being serious about Good. it. Yeah. Kind of like it was way back when. Like, yeah. you know, 10 years ago, you wouldn't think to do a teacher training if you hadn't already been yeah. practicing so much. And yeah. now I have people that are like, I've never done yoga, but I want to be a teacher. Can I sign up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what? yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely, I had somebody who was considering applying to our program and she said, oh, I want to, you know, I never, I don't know if she had studied with me, but um, she decided to go to another one because her friends were doing it. Because it was sort of just a fun thing for them to do on yeah. the weekends. I was like, you know what? This is our program for you anyways. Yeah, that's kind of how we're thinking. Like, yeah. we want people to, to be really um, to wholehearted about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, for one thing. Um, and, and we're trying to just really modernize it. Because I think that's part of the problem with yoga, too. That we've skated by with not actually knowing that much mm-hmm. about anatomy and, and mm-hmm. you know, physiology and things like that and yeah. and anatomy is changing since when you and I yeah, did our training right definitely it's, the world is opening up in that respect and so many like to just recertify your school you don't have to update your program yeah I think you do now, now you, you do yeah. but for the last yeah. 10 years right. you haven't had to yeah. so it's just that's why it's been such you know old time information out there really like <laughs> outdated cues yeah. outdated anatomy and so um we're just trying to make it um really really modern and and look to not just yoga look to people all over the movement world yeah i love that i uh, get out of the dogma of yoga yes yeah. yes yeah. we uh we talk about it in our training of you know the how it's, you know, we have to give them the structure, the conventional wisdom, and then we take it beyond, you know, the unconventional wisdom. So we sort of break down those 
um, you know, ideas of what it is, right? Break down the walls and like you said, like modernize it (laughs) and then, yeah, kind of take down the myths of what we think it should look like Mm -hmm. in practice. Yeah. I think we're in a a yoga revolution right now or like more like a renaissance, a yoga Mm -hmm. renaissance. And I guess my hope for the future is that that's that moves forward that maybe even separates there's the white ketchup yoga there's people that just want to flow and namaste and like good power to you do that (laughs) kick your asana do wear your lululemon yeah and then there'll be you know those of us who really want to keep it so deep and thoughtful and smart and up-to-date and modern and that maybe it'll kind of separate out yeah, I, I think I it, Yeah, I think so. I mean, when you were saying that, I was just thinking of like Jane Fonda <laughs> in the eighties, and I don't just how that world has transformed. And yeah, there's still there's still those classes, yeah. you know, where they can just you and know, it's jump fun. Up and down. Yeah, and I love. I want to you know yeah. go to a Zumba class. I'll go to anything. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So fun. But I think that maybe there will be sort of a genre of yoga that is in that, you know, in that realm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we just have to create it yeah. and start talking about it. Yeah. Then... Well, you know, you know, Karina, yeah, um, and we've, we've talked about how we just, it's sort of, we're at a point where we just don't even really practice it or even say the word yoga. Like, oh, I just teach. Yeah. Like, I'm just teaching. I keep thinking, just what teach else movement. can I call this class? Yeah, I teach. Time, yeah. yeah. Movement something, something. Yeah. Well, you know, I have movement when I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. I know. Yeah, I mean, I just, it was time. I felt, I felt what you were feeling and that I needed to go somewhere else. I mean, take all this knowledge, not throw it at, you know, don't throw out the yeah. baby with the bathwater. I mean, I don't want to get rid of it, but I was feeling, oh, I'm associated with this world and this community and I don't know it was making me feel weird (laughs) but I didn't want to throw all of that out and I wanted to continue moving forward and then bring the experience of what I've done previous too with the dance and and all that I'm learning about trauma um, the past couple of years when I'm doing my own studying and so that's sort of where I'm going and it sounds like you are finding your own way to of teaching just teaching what you teach mm-hmm. yeah that's it and just yeah. does it even have to have a name yeah. yeah 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 yep definitely I think we're in the same because yeah yoga when you call it yoga people have such an idea or they see you know everybody posting their yoga photos on instagram and they're tired of it yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah i just don't want to be a part of that world anymore but then we have to it's like i have to be on instagram and post yeah. yoga photos otherwise nobody will invite me to come teach at their studio <laughs> so it's such a conundrum it is, <laughs> it is. Oh. So what are you thinking about now? You were just hinting, do you mind sharing a little bit more of where you're going with? Well, and yeah, and yeah. And so far, it's just the teacher training that we're creating. Okay. But um, yeah, I don't know about, I honestly have no idea. Okay. Another studio I think about all the time. And then I think about how hard that was and how yeah. it's like buying a boat. You know, they say the best days of your life when you buy it and when you sell it, it's the same <laughs> with the yoga studio. <laughs> it's like, yes, this is going to be so fun. And then, 
you know, yeah. it's just really hard every day, nonstop work. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the future is. Okay. But um, putting my heart and soul into this new teacher training and trying to make it spectacular. That's um, beautiful. Yeah. It'll be a 200 hour. Yeah. And when can, so people know. Oh, when? February starts February. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, YoLab Yoga is our website. YoLab so it's going to be here. And it's here at CoLab. Co-Lab. And I think, and this is advice for yoga teachers, but that's the way to go. Yeah. Don't work in a studio. Yeah. Don't you think so? I think yeah, well, that's, studios are over. Yeah, that is, that's, that, that's the direction. You know, if you're going through more of the self-transformation, I mean, definitely our training is self-transformation too, but it's really about teaching outside of, I call the studio box mm-hmm. uh, and giving them the tools and teaching different populations yeah. so that they can go to the communities because there are certain communities that will not go to a yoga studio. So let's go to them and how can we give them the tools so that they feel empowered when they work with you know specialized populations so that's that's where the direction we're going with nomad um our teacher training because it's necessary i mean i just love seeing how so many different communities i mean we work with um the military now and you know and also veterans we're affiliated with veterans yoga project and and then you know all these other communities that are opening up you know the criminal justice system and everything and um it's really exciting to see that there's funding there for Mm -hmm. it um and you seeing it as part of their mental health programming so um that's that's where we're seeing it as an opportunity to uh, empower the teachers so that they can work. Yeah, that's great. Work outside of the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. favorite class right now is at the senior center. Oh, <laughs> and that and I make five times as much as I would in a studio. <laughs> <laughs> you just ha- and yeah. yeah, I think. Um, Creating your own thing, you know, as a teacher, like rent a space, go get, go to a church, yeah. go to some community space, rent yeah. from a dance studio, yeah. do your own thing. Yeah. Um, and I love what you just said, the church or a dance studio. You're going, it's again, you're kind of yeah, going go into, into the community yeah, and get the people who might not necessarily think that they can touch their toes yeah. or whatever it is that they say, I'm not flexible enough yeah. that they can make that accessible to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Definitely. Uh, I think that's where we're, you know, I think of um, how the church is changing so much, you know, in religion, the church is falling. And I feel like the yoga studio as well. It's like the walls are crumbling yeah. uh, to a certain extent because that just doesn't work anymore. Um, and people really do want the next thing. We want that next thing, whatever it is. And I have a feeling you are birthing something as well as I. Feels like it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. I mean, so you teach here once a week. Yeah, just club, once a week. And it's open to the community and it's open to the people who are renting the space. Right, so people work here and we tell everybody, come yeah. on up from, you know, take a break from your computer and come do yoga with yeah. us. And, and just trying to create more of that like real like have it more based in reality yes yeah so it's not this place you go to yeah Yeah. i think we've um we've sort of maxed out the hudson valley is not that big as far as like how many people we have and now there's so many yoga studios Mm -hmm. and more people are not really coming into them i think we've sort of hit like this is about it yeah you're not gonna get many more yeah i've Um, seen so many open and close oh so many and um, that, that I think, too, is a problem with our community, too, is that there's just all this separation, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I feel like 
um, well, I'm not aligned with this person, but I'll go open up a studio down the street from them and I'll have my own community. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're not at the isn't... city. The city can yeah. handle many studios, yeah. but yeah. we just can't. We're, it's oversaturated. Yeah, and isn't that part of the spiritual bypassing of not working together? Like, let's yeah. try to figure... I know sometimes our personalities don't mesh, but, like, isn't that the whole part of it is, like, bringing our community together and instead of us trying to create this competition and a riff yeah. between different... yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of riff, a lot of drama, a lot yeah. of like, you know, <laughs> yeah, the drama. yeah, that was a big reason why I had to get out of it too. I yeah. just couldn't take the drama anymore. Yeah. And the feeling yeah. of so many people operating from a sense of lack. Yes. And scarcity. Yeah, oh, definitely. And worried about, um, you know, their numbers so much and, and competing with everyone else instead of offering what they do best and trying to have a million workshops just yeah. to see what sticks, you yeah. know, studios that'll have a workshop every weekend. And yeah. when you do that, you water down yoga. Yeah. And, and we've really done that in a million studios, a million workshops all the time, a million classes. And um, we've kind of maxed it out. Like yeah. We had a credit card and we're maxed out now. Yeah. <laughs> to go come up with a new financial plan. <laughs> I know. I know. I am really interested to see how it, what the next thing is. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Well, let's keep talking to everybody we know about it <laughs> and be really honest <laughs> about where we're at. And yeah. Yeah. Make a really beautiful conversation around the future of yoga. It's happening mm-hmm. now. <laughs> and when, so you have this, I mean, I'm very much similar. It's just, you are immersed. Your whole life is immersed in, in this career, right? This because is it. This is everything. Yeah. yeah. But you do, I mean, you do have a personal life and I mean, how, how do you balance that? Cause you have a son, um, right? I have a son. Yeah. yeah. He plays baseball and we're at the baseball field all the time. And yeah. Yeah. I try to keep, um, I have him, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and every other weekend. So I keep my weekends with him usually free. Okay. And then I travel every other weekend. Um, but pretty much everything besides him is yoga related. Yeah. <laughs> All of my social events are yoga related. Right. <laughs> It's like every time I go out, it could be a business expense. (laughs) We talked about yoga. We talked about yoga nomad today. Okay. Yep. Every (laughs) single thing. It's all I've done for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I feel like there's got to be something here. I'm not, I can't just throw it away. Yeah. I feel like that sometimes, like it's been destroyed by capitalism and the big corporations have all the money and fuck it. I just want to done with this yeah but um I love it too much (laughs) I wish I could do something else but my heart just will not let me well okay I'm gonna ask you two things if you okay the first one is if you could have a ideal situation in the yoga world like your perfect career in the yoga world what would that look like hmm wow I love doing the retreats yeah, that's really my favorite is being really close to people and like having that quality time and going yeah. to magical places. Um, and so I wish I like ideally I would have more people coming on retreats. I always get some, but yeah. you know, just enough to yeah. scrape by. Yeah, and um, you know, and teach classes where I don't have to worry so much about 
how many people I get. So it's really like, just what you're do, doing already, do what I'm but doing, just more but abundant. Yeah, okay. but find a way to, to get part of that $90 million, $90 billion. <laughs> and you just want, like, I just want a little bit yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. I worked really hard. Yeah, not even one of the billions. <laughs> just <Not> like... <laughs> yeah, I love what I do. That's that. Yeah. I love... My life. I love my classes. I love teaching at the ashram. I love teaching at Colab. I love teacher training. Yeah. I love visiting studios and I love the retreats. There's yeah. nothing about my job or my life yeah. that I would change. Yeah. I just wish it supported me. Yeah. And That's you had all. to be on social media less, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it supported me, I wouldn't feel the need to desperately be like, please come to my come things. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I never, I mean, I, I follow you. I don't ever feel like you sound desperate, just so you know. I, I do it with integrity. Thank you. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. Um, where Where's your favorite place that you've traveled? Uh, well, Bali's like my home. I go yeah. there twice a year now. And oh, do you? Just, I, I do. It twice. is. Okay. It's just heaven. I'm going back in March. I'm oh, so excited. March is a great time to yeah. be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, um, and, and Morocco. Those are my two favorites. Okay. Now. Um, we've been dreaming, my girlfriend Sandra and I, about going to Patagonia. Okay. Bringing people. That's yes. a big dream, bucket list dream for me. It'll but, happen. Yeah. But I love going back to places that I know and taking people there. It's yeah. so fun to know everything and know people. Be like, let me take you to my spice man. I let know. me take you to my, you know, all of my special oil guy. And yeah. It's really nice. That so is special. I like having a home around the world. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been enjoying that too because I feel I keep being called to the same places. Mm-hmm. And creating relationships with the different properties and you know the different vendors or whatever um and so it's 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 nice because you have all these little homes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah when they pick you up from the airport it's like family like so i have a trip in november a morocco trip we still have some spaces okay and a little (laughs) when when are the dates What are the dates? November 2nd to okay. 9th. Okay. And um, that one's so much fun. We awesome. do Marrakesh and we do Asuera, the beach. That's and awesome. then I do Bali in January and April. Okay, good. And, and the Bali trip, it'll be my... I've been going to Bali for 20 years. Yeah. So I don't even remember how many trips I've taken people <laughs> on at this point. But um, yeah. you get really like the, the um, behind the scenes, not yeah. touristy. Yeah. Bali. I feel yeah, the same yeah. when I go. Um, what I and I'll put your your website on the uh, show great. notes too. Um, and but the other question I wanted to ask you was, if you did have to throw all of this life out the window, what would it be? Oh wow! Is there anything that you're secretly like? Hmm, what would that look like? <laughs> well, I went actually to school for fashion, okay, styling, and I did work and I went to FIT. When did you do that? Because um, you said you after to... George Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I decided I wanted to work in the fashion business. Oh yeah, I could um, totally see you. It that was world. really um, interesting. Yeah. I don't know um, if I could hack it, but I do see. You know, stylists and yeah. things. I watch Project Runway obsessively, <laughs> and I would love to maybe learn how to make clothes and get yeah. back to styling clothes. So maybe you should make like a whole yoga line. Well, we've been that's making, where money is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we've 
So Sandra, Lori, my girlfriend, and yeah. I have a, a little business called Cosmic Coveralls, oh, okay. and we've been making coveralls. And That's honestly, true. we think we make more money from the coveralls than we do from our <laughs> yoga classes. <laughs> so okay. we hand make these amazing coveralls. We okay. dye them with natural dyes, and we oh. sew beautiful things on them. Are they? Where is they're, that? Um, we have an Instagram, Cosmic okay. Coveralls, okay. and they're in Hudson at one shop in Hudson right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's very small. We just started. Nice. But yeah, something in the fashion business nice. always has to be in my yes, your my life at stuff. all times. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Mm-hmm. What uh, is there anything else you want to share or yeah. dive into? Oh, no, I think we covered a whole lot. <laughs> we did. We really <laughs> like did. a mile a minute. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. this was great. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, this conversation will definitely continue online definitely. and offline. And um, I'm grateful that you have been a pioneer in this Hudson Valley community and Thank continue so to much. grow with it. And. Um, yeah, this conversation, as I said, is not over. So thank you so much. Thank you. This was great. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed our time with Kelly Cam. And as you heard, she is also leading a couple of retreats in Bali. And uh, yeah, so you have lots of options to go to Bali with us in some way uh, next year. So you can go over and find out more. I'll have her website uh, in the show notes. You can click right over there and you can find out about our our retreat to Bali and all of our Movement 109 offerings over at nomadalwaysathome.com. Okay, have a beautiful one, my friends.